powerful and intriguing tips and tricks for speakers by speakers. Welcome to the Key5 Podcast with your host, Robert Ferguson. This is the Key5 Podcast for speakers by speakers. I'm your host, Robert Ferguson. And today we're talking with Dr. Dave Mignonis, a people skills coach, professional speaker, and founder of Humanetrics, which helps organizations develop personal, interpersonal, and leadership skills. Let's get started. So, Dr. Dave, uh, can you give us a one-sentence descriptor of what you do? Hi, first of all, Robert, thank you for having me here. Um, one, one sentence of what I do, descriptor, is I unwrap people. I help people discover their gifts and, and greatest areas for improvement with respect to presentation skills. Wow, unwrap. I've never heard that one before. That's a good one. <laughs> how, how did you get started in the speaking business? Uh, well, well, I've always been, had the natural ability to speak in front of a room. I, I enjoy it. And starting you know, way back in high school where I was a lead in school plays. And this skill easily transferred to being able to present projects in college and then deliver training content to groups in the business world. So then about 16 years ago, I took the courageous step of starting my own training company, Humanetrics. And this is where I am now. Wow. You've given me a hint already. If you were good on stage and plays, you understand the benefits of acting. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that, that's a key part sometimes. Of, even when you don't feel good, you got to be able to speak in front of people. You got it. <laughs> so, Dr. Dave, tell us, as a professional speaker, uh, I'm sure you've done lots of great things, but we often learn more from our mistakes. What's uh, some of the biggest mistakes you've made? Well, I've made my mistakes and I made some doozies along the way, but I'd say that my biggest mistake was relying too much on my ability to think on my feet, you know, to, to wing it. And there was this one time where I really didn't prep for the talk and thinking that I could just entertain and talk my way through it. And I failed to come up with really great stories that linked to the content. I, I didn't prep and it showed. And halfway through, I actually started to panic. And this turned into impacting how I was delivering the content, you know, falling into traps like reading my notes and fidgeting and using verbal fillers like, I mean, you know, uh, failing to sufficiently prep led to a mediocre presentation when it could have been a great presentation. That's great uh, learning that you've learned the hard way. Um, anything else that you'd want to share? Uh, well, I mean, I'd say that, you know, again, it all goes back to that whole prep thing. When you when you do the right prep, it not only has an impact on making you less nervous and more natural up there and genuine in front of an audience, but it also it also allows the flow of the content to go well and make it easier for the listener's ear. Absolutely. I think even if somebody as an actor can look like they're not nervous, we're often still nervous. How do you get over nervousness when speaking? Uh, a big thing for me getting over nervousness is, is the prep. Uh, you know, as long as I take the time to prep, you know, and, and what I do as far as my prep is, you know, I, I first take the content. I try to organize it into some easy, memorable chunk. I like to keep it in threes or four ideas that, that give, you know, good dynamics and flow and make it easy to remember for my listener. And then I think about several good stories and analogies and quotes that bring the content to life. You know, I believe that a speech without at least one good story can be pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I finally rehearse it. You know, I rehearse it in my head. I go over and over to make sure that the talk has good flow. And then 
which a lot of people don't do, I take the step of saying it out loud. I'm rehearsing it and actually speaking those words. And by doing that, I get a good sense of the cadence and the rhythm of the talk. And it also allows me to find the right words for the ideas that I'm trying to convey. So sometimes when I'm saying it, I realize eh, that wasn't the right word. And it gives me time to com come up with that right word so I'm not doing it live in front of that audience. That makes sense. It, Dr. Dave, many people of the speakers that we've talked to, they'll have main content that they'll repurpose and reuse and then just add in, let's say, 20% new. Are your speeches uh, following that format or are you developing new content every time you speak? Huh, good question. Well, I, I make it appear like I'm coming up with new content, <laughs> but I do have, I do have some you know, go-to stuff that I use. Um, that are rich enough that I can use it in different situations. So what I do do is take that content and try to connect it to the audience that's in front of me. So I may adjust it a little bit so that it flows and, and it allows th them to connect with the material. Um, but a lot of times what I do is, is common sense people skill stuff. And it's stuff that I have in my head that I that I use over and over again in different situations. And I'm sure once you've said it once and you are and and you've memorized it, being able to bring it out is easier. You don't because you, you know that material. Uh, do you find that um, if if you ever had a situation where you suddenly were in a spot you needed to speak and you didn't have days of preparation, so you could draw on some of your material that you've already presented? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it happens to me all the time. It happens to me in live meetings. And so I, I have, for instance, um, you know, I, I have an arsenal of different stories in my pocket. And I use those stories. And I know that by tweaking them or adjusting them, that story can relate to whatever it is that I'm that that's in front of me in that moment. So I do rely on the content that I have. Um, but I'm able to adapt and shift it so that it's really relevant in the in in the conversation that's in front of me absolutely i suspect if you've been doing your business for 16 years you have a nice library to draw from <laughs> what, what it's you, a big library <laughs> i bet it is so what are you doing these days to promote your speaking business uh well robert most of my my business development comes from word of mouth you know there's no better endorsement than a very satisfied client um, however, um, I also target different conferences, and and to me, I kind of lump that under marketing. Uh, I usually get um, you know one or two training opportunities from talking at different conferences. Like for instance, next week I'll be the closing keynote at the Mid Atlantic Audit Forum in Ocean City, Maryland, and my talks on you know, storytelling. And what I'm hoping to do is that by doing that talk to a bunch of different auditors from different agencies and organizations. I hope that that will lead to training opportunities within those agencies and organizations. Fabulous. So you're, you're uh, uh, speaking sometimes for free, but you also get paid to yeah. speak as well? Yes, yes. I mean, I, I, I enjoy, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get more of the gigs that pay, but I do freebies. And, and I, like I said, I do those things and, and hope that those will lead to business opportunities. Absolutely. So it, over your history of other, watching other speakers when you're at events, are there speakers you admire or you've maybe modeled after for your own speaking style? You know, there are, there are just so many speakers that I admire. And to me, it's more of like, what are those characteristics that those people have? And to me, the speakers that in, engage their audiences, that, that come across as genuine, 
um, that have energy and enthusiasm and humor are the ones that I most adore. And I see, I personally see every speaking opportunity as a chance not only to educate people, but to also entertain them. And I, I call it edutainment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Dr. Dave, if there was just uh, one tip or recommendation that you would offer our listeners, what would it be? Um, you know, it took me several years as a trainer and a presentation skills coach to realize that the single most important element in successful communication is likability. You know, think about it, Robert. Likability is the element that wins a job. It wins a promotion. It, it wins a sale. It wins the acquittal. And if you, if, if you like the presenter, you paid attention to that person. You listened. You understood. If you didn't like them, if you didn't care about them, if you felt sorry for them, you know, your attention button got turned to the off position. So, so it stands to reason that likability is the first ingredient in the presentation. Uh, people that have interested you, that have kept you alert, and have actually um, made you want more are usually doing a good job presenting with good information and delivered his or her content well. But they have also done something intangible. They have made you like them. And, and when I coach presentation skills and I help people find their gifts, uh, their natural tools that help them, you know, to me, the gift is their natural tool that helps them gain likability. To me, you know, there are four keys to likability, four weapons that are available uh, to use as a communicator that you may have never thought of before in this way. And, and they're your mind, your face, your body, and your voice. And so by working on that, and each person's very different. What are their gifts? What are, how can they leverage their mind, which is their substance, like what they're delivering and their the flow of the information, how they're using their face in a dynamic way and, and their body positioning and gesturing and their voice. If each person's different, but working with that person to bring out them more so that they can gain likability like with their audience. Brilliant. It's something I think we'd all like to improve on is being more likable, but that obviously takes work. <laughs> it does sometimes. <laughs> Maybe we all need to hire you and uh, in improving our likability. Well, I'm happy to help any way I can. Well, Dr. Dave, this has been great. I really appreciate it. And as we like to say to our audience, we'll see you on the stage. Now let's hear what Alan Hoffler has for us in our Millswick Minute. Today's speaking tip is about why speaking is like a performance. The number one complaint we get in our skills workshops is that it just doesn't feel natural. That isn't me, a speaker will say when they're asked to speak louder, or gesture more wildly, or pause longer, or speak slower. And it may not be them, but the audience probably doesn't know that. The goal of the speaker is always to move the audience and leave them impacted for better performance. If that takes speaking louder, then so be it. If it means raising your arms above your head or your voice to a volume you think is ridiculously loud, then do it. It may feel like you're acting, and you are. But you're also the only one who knows, and the audience wants and needs you to present in a way they can relate to and be inspired by. Go win that Oscar. Move that audience. Don't let your personal preference get in the way of a truly great performance. I'm Alan Hoffler, and this is your Millswick Minute. Thanks, Alan. 
I believe our guests provide a great performance on these podcasts, and I hope you, the audience, are moved by them too. On our next Key 5 podcast, I'll be interviewing Stephanie McDilda, a heart-based leadership coach who learned to love herself after losing her husband. I hope you can join us. To listen to all of our podcasts and learn more about our guests, go to key5podcast.com. That's K-E-Y and the number five, podcast.com. And remember to enter your name for a chance to win a copy of Alan's book, Presentation Sin. At the end of every month, we're giving away a book. So go to key5podcast.com today. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by your local studio. For more, go to key5podcast.com. Thank you.